we've all seen it a million times. No one's going to sign up just to get your exclusive access to newsletters and whatever. People just ignore that. But I will say it's not complicated. Again, this is very, very simple. Most e-com brands just offer a coupon code and we're talking like 10 to 15% off. And it really doesn't take much more than that. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. Hope you are having a great day. We have a super good episode today. It is value-packed. We have Kyle Stout over here at Elevate and Scale. And it's a podcast that I honestly was literally in a meeting. I was like, okay, we need to improve email and SMS for our clients. I want to continue to get better here. This is like, how do we do this, right? Where do, what resource are we going to? And then literally an hour later, I had a great conversation with Kyle. And in this episode, you're going to learn these three things and more just like I did. Number one, how many emails you should be sending per week? It's a great, uh, great perspective uh, of change here. Number two, how to incorporate email and SMS into your econ store successfully and what numbers you should be hitting in your business and most importantly, how to improve them. This is a very value-packed episode all about email marketing, guys. You're going to enjoy it. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit beforehand and, and just talking about how many similarities we had as far as location and and reading and business and everything. And so I'm very excited because even right before this, our meeting was literally about growing this e-commerce, uh, e-commerce brands as a whole. And one of the questions I had for them was to go and like research more things for, for email and what can we do, can be done better. So now I get to literally pick your brain and, and figure out how the heck you guys are doing it. And you guys have you guys have niched down to specifically only email within your customers with your, working with your customers too, or do you guys do SMS as well? We do SMS as well. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Very cool. Um, so let's, uh, let's step back here a little bit and, and talk, uh, specifically about how did you get and why did you choose the email side of things for, for business? And then something that you filled out on whenever you were, uh, coming on the podcast, we always just try to find out some information is, you generate a large percentage of the that the your clients revenue through email. So I'm very curious, like two questions on that. How'd you get into the email side of things and want to go down that path? And then how are you generating so much revenue through email on there? Okay. So yeah, to answer the first part of the question there. So I started out as a freelance copywriter. At first I was doing a lot of sales copy as far as writing the, the text that you see on a company's website. Um, and I was doing a lot of email marketing. But really uh, early on, I was focused, this is back when blogging was a lot bigger. So I was really focused on content marketing in general. And I noticed that, so say, you know, I was creating the sales copy for a website, some blogs for them, and then doing some emails for them. I noticed that where I was seeing the most direct impact and the quickest results was with email marketing. And I really liked, I liked how um, my because I've always enjoyed the strategy side of content marketing and I liked how it could be applied to email and how you can also be very systematic with the automations in email. So I just really enjoyed it. But so it was kind of a combination of this is what's working best as far as what I'm doing, what I enjoy. And I also saw it as when I looked to start an agency, originally I had actually offered a bunch of different digital marketing services. Now I know enough to be dangerous about the others, but I really, 
I, I found that it's hard to be great at everything. And so the thing I really enjoyed was email. And I liked the fact that email is very stable and the fact that it, you know, it might be looked over a little bit now compared to social media and other things, but it's not going anywhere. And I like being that stable source of revenue for my clients that they can depend on every month, just because it's a lot easier for uh, my own retention for my business. Very cool. Okay. That, that all makes sense. So then how, um, I guess this is a, a, I guess a bigger issue that, um, like somebody who's listening, who has hired, like they hire like an, an ads person, they hire somebody for email and SMS, right? Let's say we'll couple those together. And then another person for like SEO and all these things. How do you combat or how do you, uh, I guess basically show that like our email and SMS made this money whenever the ads team is probably like, no, 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 they, we actually made this money. And then people were like from SEO are like, no, 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 organically we made this money. Like, is there, are there any tools or like, how do you guys show that, you know, this is the total revenue that we've generated and this is how you can, you know, prove it basically. Yeah. So one thing is I don't really, I don't worry too much about trying to take credit for every last little cent. So um, one thing that our clients use is they can use attribution tools like Triple Whale, which will help you get more accurate numbers as far as where is all the revenue coming. And that's a big that's a big pain point for people, especially when it comes to ads and especially when it comes to content marketing in general, where you're putting out organic content. And it, truthfully, it is hard to know sometimes because people are getting hit by all three things. They're getting they're probably consuming the social content, they're getting hit with ads, and they're responding to the emails. So there is, you know, sometimes it, it is hard to have an objective measurement. Um, but yeah, like I said, we look at the dashboarding or sorry, the reporting that's in Clavio, which is the main email service provider we use for businesses that have more going on and they want to have more detail. We recommend a tool called Triple Whale. Um, and we find that the and another thing is you have to look at the attribution window for some of these tools you're using because you will notice that certain tools will try to over report so for example there are a lot of sms platforms that will take credit for the sale for over a seven day window that's just really realistically not the case for sms it's like it should be within a day most likely you know uh email within a few days and then, you know, I don't know enough about ads to ads. That's the complicated one. That's a very complicated one. So, and I'm not an expert on that, so I won't talk about that, but, but, um, yeah, so that's how they do it. And again, I, I don't really try to like fight over, you know, the extra couple of percent here and there that some other sales channels getting. Okay. And so, um, just kind of going into the business model for you and then let's jump into some, uh, specifics. Like whenever somebody's getting ready to hire you guys, are you doing like a, a percentage of sales? Do you do flat rate and just make it easier for the customers that way? Or, um, are you guys incentivized? What's the, like, what's the benefit, uh, or I guess the, the, the way that you would structure those types of campaigns for people or the, the, the real, what is the word I'm trying to work? Think of a the retainer, uh, the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I've typically always done flat rate, um, which in cover, which covers everything, but then it's the way that that price scales up is based on the volume of emails that we're creating. So we have certain things included in our service that are always included as far as like the ongoing optimizations of automated emails that we've created, uh, reporting, you know, general stuff. But as far as creating new emails, that's typically how it scales up. 
However, we have started to recently do some rev share type of pricing just because a lot of people seem to want that. And what I have found is that for a business that if it's a newer business, they're more of a startup, rev share is more enticing for them in the beginning because it's no money out of pocket for them. The risk is on us. We have to cover all the costs. But I find that as their business grows and because like you said, we do, we have a pretty strong sales channel. We tend to be generating 30 to 50% of their total sales. So a lot of times that ends up being way more than if they had paid our flat rate retainer. So for like for bigger businesses that are already generating more revenue, they look at the flat rate price and they're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a no brainer. I don't even want to consider <laughs> the rev share. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've seen that a lot with my, uh, with people that we work too. It's, it's always the, the, the smaller brands who are like, yeah, we want as much as possible, which I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you mentioned something there with the amount of emails that you got or the amount of things that you guys are doing. What are you guys typically doing to optimize for emails? Like, are you guys designing the emails, writing the emails, sending the emails, what all is encompassed with, with that? And then what are some best practices that you guys have been implementing with your email marketing right now? Okay. So in general, yeah, we we provide everything. Mm-hmm. Now, some businesses might have their own creatives in house, and they want to they want to maybe write the copy, or they may want to do the design, or whatever. But in general, we're doing all the strategy, all the copy design implementation, and an ongoing management, so our ongoing optimizations. So, what I mean by that is, for so we really have two major components of how we approach email. You have the automated emails, which we call flows. And then you have the emails that you're sending out on a regular basis, and we call those campaigns. So with the flows, people have a tendency to get them set up, put a lot of work into getting them nice, uh, you know, looking good, uh, performing well. And then a lot of times they kind of neglect them because flows tend to do well without much effort because a lot of those emails are reactionary to someone's behavior. So for example, like an abandoned checkout email, I mean, assuming you didn't screw it up, of course it's going to do well because someone was already, they had already added that product to cart, right? And the mistake people make is they see this higher performance on their flows and they think, oh, it's good. I don't need to mess with it. And they don't realize how much more revenue they're missing out on and engagement and all of that by not doing some just, you know, a little bit of A-B testing on an ongoing basis with those emails. So that's, uh, and that's one best practice for sure that that gets overlooked because again, if people are doing this themselves in-house, Typically, it's one person or a small marketing team, and they're just wearing a lot of hats. They've got a lot to do, and going in and updating all those A-B tests on all those emails is just not very exciting on their their list of things, and so it gets overlooked. Uh, I would say, as far as best practices go, one thing that I find very useful, um, something that's still overlooked, is using segmentation with your campaigns, so as part of your campaign strategy, so meaning that when you are planning an email to send out to your list, you really don't want to be sending every email to your entire list. It's better if you can break your list into smaller segments of people. And you can uh, we can talk more about this if you have questions about that, but you can break them down into groups based on their level of engagement or the recency of their engagement, based on product interest, past purchase history, based on things like location, gender, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, and then what you can do is just by having this segment, now you can cater the email content to that specific group so to where you're as much as possible personalizing the email and talking more specifically to that person. 
So for example, if, if you're sending an email out to people who have never purchased, you should do a little bit more effort to convince them on your brand or convince them of why they should buy from your brand in the first place versus if you're sending emails out to people who have already made three or four purchases from you. Now you don't really, there's no need to really sell them on the brand. So the messaging can be different. It's like you're talking to a close friend. You can have more inside jokes or you can make comments that you know they know because they are clearly very familiar with your products. And you can focus more on things like that or focus on the specifics of the product as opposed to having to convince them of your brand. And just those little, those little that little extra effort is enough to make the difference where that email stands out to them more in the inbox. Got it. Okay. So... The segmentation it, is that also so one of the things that I've uh, read on the internet, quote unquote, <laughs> at this point is that so the segmentation also helps with like the open rate, click through rates. Are there anything else like that? Um, do you guys use to help improve those click through rates? Because like, that's one of the biggest things that people I feel like um, that I'm looking for as well is like okay, the the click through rate is just not good, right? The open rate is who knows if that was actually true now because I've I've also read that like the iOS update it's like these there's a lot of ghost open, so who knows if that's even real? But the click through rate should be real, and then the number I just I guess two questions from this I keep throwing doubles at you. Sorry about that. Uh, is what's like a good click through rate, and then how do you improve it if it's not good? Okay. So I definitely agree. So click rate is, that's by far the the most common problem. It's not open rates. And again, to your point, open rates are very inflated right now because of the iOS devices showing an email as opened, even though the person didn't truly open it. So if you have really low open rates now, that means your real open rate is very bad, probably. So something to be concerned about. One thing you can do just, just really quick on that is that you can segment out all the iOS devices and just run an engagement report on the non iOS devices just to kind of, now obviously you're for a lot of businesses, the iOS devices are some of their best customers. So it's, this isn't like a 100% accurate thing, but you can at least see, see somewhere you can see some real open rate numbers just to know where you stand. So that's one thing. Uh, but as far as click rate, okay. This kind of goes back to the segmentation piece. So, like, so what I find is that in with email marketing in general, people are getting more emails than they ever did in the past, and so getting and again, open rates are inflated, and also tricking people into an open is easier than people think. And it doesn't necessarily mean you want to do that. That's that's the problem that people have this tendency to look for the most attention, like try to figure out how to make the most attention grabbing. Um, subject line to get people to open thinking that that's going to get people to click. And it just doesn't if the email didn't deliver on what you promised in the that enticing subject line. So again, it comes... So now here we are in the email and the problem is how do we get them over to the website? Well, if you're getting... If you're the average consumer and you're getting all these emails constantly, this email you're receiving needs to stand out a little bit more. So it could just be that the brand has better branding, better messaging in general, or it could be that that email speaks more directly to you. And that's where, again, it comes down to uh, segmentation. And then also people, especially in the e-com space, people don't give as much thought to the content in the email as they do with everything else they do with marketing. Because you'll, you'll see e-com brands where they've got amazing social media and they're putting out all kinds of interesting content. But then when it comes to sending out an email, it's either some really boring content or it's a big promotional discounted sale and nothing in between. 
and they're not using the the same fun and creative angles that they're doing with their social media in their email, which you should definitely be doing because again, if people, if they're just getting something that's kind of bland compared to your marketing elsewhere, they're not going to engage with the email. They're going to go back and engage with you somewhere else if, if they engage with you. So what we found is not trying to do, yes, you can, you can test different um, CTA button sizes and CTA button colors and 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 definitely like use some fun calls to action that instead of just you know buy now switch it up and and have something that's directly tied to the copy that was above that or whatever. Um, but really, what I found to make the biggest difference is using segmentation and then differentiating your content, just making your content more interesting and trying to cater it as much as possible as possible to that segment, and that will increase your opens, your clicks, and your conversions by doing that. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training. Got it. And then, okay, so there's, I guess there's so many things that um, I'm going into as far as questions from this. When you say diversify the content, are you saying, like, I guess, what's it, give me some examples of uh, diversifying that content. Like, you just like not selling to them the whole time, but like, what other kind of pieces of content from social media have you guys seen have, have worked well from that? Okay. So the typical ecom email is like, it's going to be some nice image up top, probably. Uh, maybe a couple of lines of copy and then a CTA button. So maybe they have, maybe it's a discount. Like like a lot of e-com brands, they might email their list once a month. It's the monthly sale that they always do. Everyone knows it's coming, right? So that's just not that interesting. Um, and you don't have to, these don't need to be really long emails. They don't have to be super creative. It's just about, I call it having a conversation starter. So one idea would be to every single day, there's a bunch of made up, fun holidays, you know, ice cream day and puppy day or whatever. So now you don't want to do this every single time, but this is an easy place to start. So if you're planning out emails for the next month, look to see, is there one random fun holiday that's that ties to our brand? Okay, boom, we've got such so one email. Another thing could be, um, another one I like to do is taking a commonly held belief about your products, about your industry or whatever, and doing an email that completely busts that myth so it could just be that people, you know, believe that a supplement you're selling has this one benefit, or maybe that's the one thing that, that everyone cares about, but there's this other benefit that's very interesting that no one talks about and doing an email, it kind of educates them on that. And then you, then you push them to the product and you don't have to have any discount or anything because you just made it interesting enough. Uh, another thing is I like to do, I mean, of course you can always educate people, but not every product is something where people need to get that ongoing education. So with supplements, anything that has ingredients, yeah, you can you can do that more. Um, but some products like clothing, people don't need to be educated over and over. So it could just be, um, you know, pick, taking a fun theme. So for example, I saw this. Actually, we did this with flowers, but I saw this email the other day uh, from that was like something about oh, you know, people say the phrase that someone such and such is the next black or like like blue is the next black or orange is the next, you know, whatever. 
yeah. they they had one that was like pink is the new black and they had all this all this different pink apparel and accessory stuff and we did we took that idea and used it for a client of ours that sells roses because people love pink roses and pink roses are actually more popular than red roses so we did this whole huh, thing where the answer yeah i know i didn't either <laughs> we did this whole thing about how pink is always the answer and the email is asking questions of like you know what roses should i get for my girlfriend or what roses should i get for a first date and blah 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 and anyways the answer is always pink and we had different pink rose bouquets you know being promoted at, at each section so it's just it's just trying to make it fun it's really it's just like it, it doesn't have to be overly educational like people think it doesn't have to be all value driven you can still be blatantly promoting your products but you do it in a way that's like it's fun for them to take part of either they learn something new or it was kind of interesting or kind of funny and just that extra little bit is enough to stand out from 99% of emails that they're getting every day okay so email we ha- we have a good idea of how to increase the click the rate we have a good idea of how to like engage the people at what point does SMS come into play? And then are there the flows like you mentioned for SMS or is SMS just kind of like a, is it a one, two punch? You send an email, then you send SMS or kind of what are some best practices? And then how are you guys using SMS with your kind of combining email and SMS together? Okay. SMS is very interesting because it has really evolved over the last, just really the last couple of years. In fact, every year. So what I've found is in the time I've been doing digital marketing, people consumers and marketers didn't really like SMS for a long time. It felt very invasive. As a consumer, it felt annoying. And as a marketer, you felt like you were being annoying. It has really high open rates because it's like, it's impossible for people to ignore them. So I wouldn't really take much, you know, stock in the the high open rate, but that was the thing that would entice marketers early on. And I would tell everyone listening that no matter what you feel about SMS marketing, go ahead and start building your SMS list now because it's the exact same way that the business owners who didn't build their email list as early as they should have, and then they come to find out how powerful it is and they regret it, that is how you're going to feel about SMS, even if you don't feel that way today. And consumers, especially in the e-commerce space, in general now, they love SMS. You have a lot of younger buyers that prefer SMS over email. And it's really been surprising to me because I've kind of changed my mind over the last couple of years, just having seen how well it's worked, having seen how many consumers actually are starting to prefer it. And Clavio just released a bunch of uh, research about this, you know, validating all this. And in fact, there's like the, the demand for SMS is higher than it's ever been from consumers, surprisingly. So that's the first thing is start building your list. Even if you don't like it now, just start building the list because you likely will want it later. So that's the first thing is, so when, whatever opt-in forms you have set up on your site, add an SMS option to that. Um, and then as far as best practices, so you can have all of the, the main flows that you would set up for email. So your welcome series, abandoned checkout, all those kind of things. You can do everything with SMS that you can with email. You can have them either exist separately. Um, some businesses do that because some people will actually opt into one versus the other. You can have flow set up where both they're getting both email and SMS in the same flow. That's one thing that we like to do for core flows, like the main, you know, the main most profitable flows. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to sending out e- uh, SMS on a regular basis, like a campaign, that's going to vary from brand to brand. We don't send them out as much as email, but 
I would say for every big promotion, so any kind of anytime there's a big discount, uh, anytime there's a, a new product launch, anything like that, we always include an SMS as part of that whole campaign, or as, even if it's a series of emails, uh, we always include that as part of it. Otherwise, um, we don't go as aggressive with SMS as we do with email right now. How are you guys building up your email and SMS lists? Are you doing it like together when somebody joins the email list then you ask them to 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 join the sms list or what's the what are kind of the best practices for online stores i realize brick and mortars right they can put out something and put out an ipad and and collect email addresses sms that way but like online retailers how are you helping generate more emails and sms because i assume at this point right the more the better quote unquote the better Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's pretty simple actually so um so because again we use clavio for email and SMS. Now we've we've used other platforms for SMS as well, because um, some businesses like they already are established with one and they don't want to change or whatever. But it's I find it very easy if you do it all through one platform because what you can do is you can have an opt-in form where and you can just include it. It can just be like it's just another option. It could be on the same screen, so when they see the pop-up, they see the email and the phone number input fields right there. What I like to do is where the first one is only email or SMS and you have a specific offer for why they're signing up. So whether it's a coupon code or um, some kind of quiz like, you know, that's about your products or whatever, uh, giveaway, whatever it is. And then once they opt in, it goes to the next screen and then you have the other one. So SMS, if you had email first, and I like to have that have its own unique offer. I just I find it's easier you're going to get more opt-ins that way. Like I said, you don't have to put in the trouble to do that. Not that it's really much trouble um, because a lot of people will just opt in because a lot of people honestly want SMS, but I find it's better to do that. And then one thing that we do as far as the best practice um, is prioritizing the SMS opt-ins for mobile traffic and prioritizing the email opt-ins for desktop traffic. That's something that we've just been testing it has been working very well with some brands. With other brands, it's still been kind of even, like doesn't seem to make much difference. But mm-hmm. that's something I haven't really seen a whole lot of people doing that uh, you can definitely copy and, and run with. What do you what do you feel like is good as far as like helping with like a well, I guess first off, what's the what's a good opt-in percentage, right? When I see that pop up, like am I getting ten out of every hundred or am I getting like five out of every hundred? Like what's a good quote unquote good. I use these as like uh, quotes every time I'm saying it because yeah. I realize every business is different. But like in general, like if if you got five percent on your opt in for for your email and then you know another five or ten percent for SMS, like are you guys happy about that? Is that great for that brand? Or like what's kind of like the benchmark you're kind of working off of for that? So above five percent is pretty good. So we we definitely don't want to ever be below five percent. If something's above five percent, that's pretty good. Um, eight okay. to 10% and, and we're happy. We feel like, okay, this is, and that's really what we're striving for. Now, sometimes we'll get better than that. Um, but again, like you said, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the quality of traffic as well. So, and that can be up mm-hmm. and down just depending on what they're doing for the top of funnel marketing and how aggressive they are with it and you know, all of that. But yeah, I would say like, if you're below 5%, get pretty aggressive testing and changing things up to get that opt-in above 5% and strive to get to 10% or above. Okay. And then is it typically the offer or like does copy matter? Like if you just push like, like 
I don't know if you just say like continue like it what's I guess do you want a strong call to action do you want a lot of text on there what kind of imagery are you guys using for your opt-ins so usually a nice branded photo that that obviously matches the the website and everything not a whole lot of copy but you definitely need a strong offer to people no one's going to sign up just to get your newsletters, right? So like that that gen- generic copy that's on your Shopify site or whatever about, you know, exclusive access to newsletters and whatever, that's just not people just ignore that. Like they just we've all seen it a million times. But I will say it's not complicated again. This is very very simple. Most e-com brands just offer a coupon code and we're talking like 10 to 15% off. And it really doesn't take much more than that. I mean, you can go more. Some brands will get aggressive with a higher discount. Some brands will do um, a free gift with purchase, with the first purchase. Some brands will do some sort of quiz that you take. And at the end, of course, you have to opt in to get the results. And those are those can work very well. Those could be a lot of fun for people if it's something that makes sense for your brand. Um, but yeah, without the offer, I mean, once you have an offer that works, you can tweak the headlines, you know, A-B test the image or the, the copy on there. But uh, they don't, you don't want them to be very heavy on the copy because this is going to be a, an impulse thing where someone sees it. You want them to think, oh yeah, I want that sign up without mm-hmm. even thinking twice um, and be able to move forward and, and make that purchase. Cause usually it's the coupon code, which means that usually they're going to, they're going to make that purchase within 24 hours of signing up for that. Okay. So, I mean, I wish I had about three more hours for this conversation. <laughs> um, so I want to throw this to you and uh, just in general, for like what you're seeing with email and SMS right now, what are the things that I'm not asking that people need to be aware of as they're listening in whenever they're trying to like use email and SMS to grow their store? Like what, what are the things that we're missing on this podcast right now that I want to make sure we just address here from you guys? Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll run through some things kind of quickly. <laughs> So there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that comes to mind. So initially, yeah. uh, and I'll talk. I'll try to talk to different groups. So say you're just getting started, very you know early startup days for your business. Prioritize your email list right away. You're going to regret it if you didn't do it later. It's a. It's going to be probably your most cost effective sales channel. So just get started now. Start building your email and SMS SMS list. First place to get started mm-hmm. with the email marketing for an e-commerce business is to build out your automated flows. Don't even worry about sending out emails to your list on a regular basis because you don't have a very big list yet. So if you're thinking about just being efficient with your resources, whether whether you're doing this all yourself and it's your time, whether it's a combination of time, money, whatever, it's gonna go further by building out all of those automated flows because they will work 24 seven for you they're low maintenance to maintain and optimize over time. And that will give you, allow you to focus more on getting more traffic to your site so you can grow your business and let that funnel of email flows uh, that you've already set up do the work. Um, by the way, I have, I've put out tutorials on my YouTube channel. You know, if you want to put the information in here on how to do all that. So like all that stuff, you can find information for free. Um, so that's yeah. initially, okay. So that's initially as you're getting going. So now it's, that's kind of moved to a more, a business that's already got traction. They're already, um, they've already built up an email list and everything. So from there now, it's more about your campaigns. Assuming you've got all those core flows built out, now the focus of your strategy needs to be more on your ongoing campaigns. So this is where I would suggest planning out campaigns in advance. So having a monthly campaign calendar that you've planned out. Um, you don't need to be running sales every month. We don't run sales 
you know, do offer any kind of discounts in our campaigns for most of our clients in most months out, you know, of course we're going to hit the major holidays, but, um, mm. it's not uncommon at all for us to go 30, 60 days without offering any kind of sale and still generating a ton of sales. So as you're planning those out, you want to plan them based around the segment. So we talked about segmentation. Um, again, I've got free videos on that. If anyone cares to see those, um, and then also having a conversation starter, just having an angle of the email that's not just, yes, we have this product for sale, but how can I start the conversation with you about this product? It could be I'm starting the conversation about a specific benefit. Uh, maybe I'm starting it with a, a current event and tying it to the product. So it's just like a fun, engaging conversation starter just to get you to open the email. Whatever it is, if you can get people interested and make it fun to receive your emails, they're more likely to click and buy because they just, it feels more like a human to human interaction. And that's what people really want from brands nowadays. They don't want stuffy corporate emails. They want emails from a team that they feel like are people like them. And that's why they like buying their products, right? Mm -hmm. So when you get into this, sending out these campaigns, the mistakes people make are sending every email to their entire list, only running discounted sales every time they email, um, and in a lot of times with companies that are more, they have a bigger list and are more established, they're actually not emailing enough. So you would think the problem is that too many businesses are emailing their people too much and there are brands doing that. But what I mm -hmm. see more often is brands not emailing them enough. Like they could be emailing two, three times a week and they're only doing once a week or once a month. And then in your mind, you're probably thinking, well, doesn't, don't you start to get into the spammy territory? Well, that's again where why it comes down to segmentation. That's why I always mention that first because it's like as long as you have a variety of segments that you're emailing and you have a variety of content that's going in those emails, you're keeping it interesting for people and no one is receiving all, all of the emails. They're receiving some combination of the emails on an ongoing basis. So is that I know I threw a lot of stuff there, but is there anything there that yeah. stands out like you wanted to get a little more info or No, I think that's I mean that's really good. And honestly, it's a good point of Kyle, how do, how do people find out more and, and get more of this knowledge? What's the, what's the best place? I'm going to link up the website. Is there any other place online that's a good resource that you guys are putting out content or anything that they should go check out to, to continue to learn or reach out to work with you guys? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to reach out to work with us, you just go to our website. It'll be linked here, elevateandscale.com. Otherwise I'd say the best place uh, to find me and to get more information and to learn more would be my YouTube channel. So if you go to elevate, it's just elevate and scale everywhere. So YouTube, TikTok, but YouTube is the main place where you're going to get the step-by-step -step tutorials. And if for someone who's looking to do this themselves, or they've got a team and they're looking for more resources to improve their email marketing, then that's the place you want to go. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. I'm going to link that up. And I just found the, the channel myself. So I'll be uh, watching and, and learning myself there too. So awesome. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Kyle, thank you so much. This was extremely valuable. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBranding and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.